Veeam, radical resilience starts here. This is your tech news briefing for Thursday, March 9th. I'm Zoe Thomas for The Wall Street Journal. Developers at Google created an artificial intelligence chatbot years before OpenAI's ChatGPT became a viral sensation. But leaders at the company stalled its public debut. Did those decisions give Google's rivals an opening? Our Google reporter Miles Krupa joins us to discuss the company's cautious approach and what it means for its position in the AI race. That's after these headlines. Silvergate Capital, one of the top banks for the crypto market, is shutting down. The bank said on Wednesday it will repay all deposits. Silvergate helped institutional investors move money in and out of crypto trading platforms through its own network, which it stopped operating last week. Silvergate's business began unraveling as crypto companies withdrew their assets due to the market's downturn. It's one of the few non-crypto companies to go out of business as a result of crypto's turbulence. Spotify has introduced a new video feed for its app. The aim is to recommend music, podcasts, and audiobooks to users via short clips, similar to TikTok and YouTube Shorts. The new feature, called Previews, allows users to swipe through short videos. The clips can be generated algorithmically or chosen by the musician or podcaster to showcase the hook of a song or a key part of a podcast. Spotify wants users to save content they discover in this feed to their libraries to listen to later. That's something the company's co-president, Gustav Solderstrom, addressed when introducing the feature yesterday. So while we are building very effective mechanisms for discovery, we are not optimizing for time spent in the feed. We think this optimization will be a step change in how easy it will be to discover new music, podcasts, and audiobooks. Our goal is not to steal time. It is to help users save time. TikTok says it plans to spend around $1.3 billion a year to safeguard European users' data. Project Clover, which we told you about earlier this week, will involve opening two data centers in Ireland and another in Norway. These will house European users' data, which is currently stored in Singapore and the U.S. TikTok also plans to announce a European partner that will monitor how it handles data on the continent. Lawmakers in the European Union, U.S., and Canada have said the Chinese government could order the app or its parent company, Beijing-based ByteDance, to spy on users or spread propaganda. A TikTok spokesperson said the company never received such a request, and if it did, it would refuse to comply. And finally, Tesla's 2023 Model Y SUVs are under investigation following reports of steering wheels detaching while the cars were driving. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration said it began the probe last weekend after receiving two reports of such incidents. The agency said that in both cases, the steering wheels came off suddenly inside cars with low mileage. Neither car had a so-called retaining bolt that would attach the steering wheel to the steering column. Instead, the agency said friction kept the steering wheels in place. Tesla didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. The company has shut down its media relations department in the U.S. After the break, was Google overly cautious or just being careful? We'll discuss the choices that led Google to play catch-up to rivals in the AI space. Back in a minute. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. Robert Half is here to help. Our recruiting professionals utilize our proprietary AI to connect businesses with highly skilled talent. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Google has spent billions developing artificial intelligence technology. It's been a leader in the field. So it was surprising to some when its rival Microsoft seemed to gain an edge in the AI space through its deal with OpenAI, the maker of ChatGPT. So how did Google seemingly give up its lead? With me to discuss that is WSJ Google reporter Miles Krupa. Hey, Miles. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Zoe. So before we get into the position Google is in now, can you tell us a bit about what Google has been working on, what kind of investments it's made in AI over the years? Google was really a leader in AI among the big tech companies. As far back as 2011, they set up this research unit called Google Brain, led by this researcher, Jeff Dean, who was very well respected. They've pumped out a lot of research. They're one of the biggest producers of AI research anywhere from academia to corporate America. So they've sort of been working behind the scenes to infuse that into things like search, YouTube, even things like Google Translate is really heavily powered by artificial intelligence. So it's been kind of simmering in the background for a while. What about big developments like chatbots? People may now be familiar with ChatGPT. Has Google spent time developing something like that? It turns out they have. They've been developing or looking at developing these things for years, many years. So back when Google was run by Larry Page, one of the co-founders, he was really interested in this thing called the technological singularity, the idea that machines would one day be as intelligent as humans. And so he brought in this guy, Ray Kurzweil, who was a big popularizer of this idea. And Ray started working on chatbots himself. Then later, this researcher who was actually at YouTube at the time working as a software engineer, Daniel DeFreitas, he started spending some of his extra time to work on a chatbot originally called Mina. Okay, so they have this chatbot. Why hasn't it been released to the world? For many reasons that Google would say are very good reasons and many outside of Google would say are overly cautious reasons. <laughs> um you know, this thing went through multiple iterations. Uh, they started working on it in 2018, released the first paper about it in 2020. And even as far back as 2020, they wanted to open it up to researchers, hand-selected researchers who could come in and play with it, right? There was a company called OpenAI that had done something very similar with something called GPT-2. OpenAI, who I assume many listeners will probably now be familiar with. That OpenAI? That OpenAI, yes. The one that is now backed by Microsoft. Okay. So Google wanted to open their chatbot to researchers. Did it? What happened with that? Yeah. So Daniel and people working on his team really wanted researchers to have access to this, and they applied for permission to do that. What they heard in response was that it didn't quite meet these seven AI principles that Google had developed a few years earlier, trying to guard against AI producing unfair, biased, inaccurate, harmful content and other you know, repercussions for broader society, right? 
So they were basically told, no, this will remain internal. (laughs) What happened when they were told no? What sort of happened with those researchers and with Google's research since then? They kept pushing on. This other researcher at Google Brain, Noam Shazir, joined, and he really worked with Daniel on making this chatbot even larger, built on even more data and even more computing power. This was a time when OpenAI and other companies were sort of realizing scale is king. You know, let's make this as big as possible. So they kept working on that. It was eventually renamed to Lambda, which is its name now. And they were trying to get this out to the world in different ways. In one scenario, they wanted this to be part of Google Assistant, the voice-powered thing that's on your home devices or phones. You ask, hey, Google, maybe Lambda in the background would be responding. So that was one idea. What they really wanted was a public demo. And for many reasons, they would not get that public demo. So what happened with the Lambda developers? Are they still at Google, still working on the next iteration of this? They are not. They eventually got so frustrated by their attempts to release this thing and being told no, they decided to quit in late 2021. And when they decided to quit, my understanding is that Sundar Pichai, the CEO of Google, ended up sort of personally trying to make an appeal to them, you know, stay, continue to work on Lambda. We're dedicated to this project. We'll give you more resources. But he stopped short of telling them that he would release it to the public. And so that wasn't good enough for them. They wanted to go and start their own company, which they have. It's called Character. Have we heard from them? Have they commented on this story? They would not talk to me for this story, but they have spoken generally in the past about how it was difficult to do something like this at Google and easier to do at a startup. Has Google commented at all about these researchers leaving or about not releasing Lambda to the public? Google's stance is basically... It was a cool prototype, but there's a big gulf between a prototype and a product that's ready for millions or potentially billions of people to use. And it didn't quite bridge that gulf at the time. You know, they stand by their AI principles, which are still guiding their development today of AI technology. And they said Lambda went through multiple reviews. And yes, we did shut it down. Now it's finally actually getting to the point of releasing this to the public. Right. Now things are different. We've got chat GPT going viral. You've got Microsoft working with OpenAI. And so where does Google go from here? At the end of the day, Google still has the most popular browser, the most popular search engine, the most popular mobile operating system. It just has so many surface areas in which it can introduce this technology. And Google has a history of being second and winning. It was second in search second in mobile operating systems. And Sundar has actually pointed to this internally, told employees, we are not always first, but we often become the largest because we build user trust over time. That's our Google reporter, Miles Krupa. Thanks for joining us, Miles. Thanks, Zoe. All right, that's it for today's tech news briefing. But a quick note on AI before we close the show. We want to hear your questions about generative artificial intelligence. Programs like ChatGPT, Microsoft's new Bing search, or MidJourney. And we're going to answer them on an upcoming episode. Do you want to hear more about how these AI programs work? What they're capable of? Or maybe what this latest wave of AI development could mean for how we live our lives? Leave us a voicemail with your questions at 415-439-6482. Once again, that number is 415 415- 
439-6482. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Zoe Thomas for The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for listening. Build a stronger future with Veeam, the global leader in data protection and ransomware recovery. Protect and restore any workload, anywhere, anytime, instantly, and get comprehensive recovery and tailored solutions that scale with you. Visit VEEAM.com to learn more. Veeam. Radical resilience starts here.